Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. I'm honored to bring to you the 107 episode of the... Shoot that shit. Don't worry. Shit the shit. You'll get the shit. And we're on. What's up, cousin? How you doing? I'm just, just doing. Just Man, we're raining outside. Much needed rain. Episode 106 of the STS Podcast. 106, good for you. 106, good number, right? That's a good one. Frankie Perez, a.k.a. DJ Party Boy. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir, for coming through. How you doing, cousin? How you doing? All right. People don't know that a lot. We're really cousins. Yeah. Like, we're not play cousins. It's like we got like 800 cousins in Bakersfield. And it's a legit connection, though. Like, yeah. your father and my grandpa are brothers. Like, exactly. it's a crazy it's a genuine connection. Yes. So it was. I wanted to um, have you on, cousin. Respect you as a man. Respect you as a DJ. I want to dive into all that today. Um, I don't know if you heard the podcast with with Nick V. I did. I did. I did. I did find it and uh, and uh, listen to it and everything. So it was pretty cool. It was and pretty cool to get props from uh, from Nick V himself. Exactly. And uh, yeah, pretty good stories behind that. Definitely. A, lot, a lot of good stories about that, behind that, yeah. Definitely. And I wanted to dive into that because once we heard that, he, he looked at you as a mentor. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So do I. Okay, cool. Because mm-hmm. you let me watch you DJ several times out of love because right. you were teaching me, right? So right. It's, I really wanted to dive into the D, you're the DJ career, DJ life, how you guys started with that. Um, but we are family, so Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. About Merry to Christmas. hit 2022. Pretty close, huh? Man. Pretty close. So we got what? Uh, New Year's Eve coming up uh, oh, Friday definitely 2022 yeah yeah what a year yep not I, bad actually I mean it's I mean it's it was uh, the pandemic and all that stuff mm-hmm. I mean it was uh, for one year I mean the, the first year when it when it popped off and all that stuff I think I think I did three gigs mm-hmm. for the whole year mm-hmm. this last year probably the last four months mm-hmm. I probably did about six gigs damn so it was pretty good. Definitely. It was definitely, pretty good. Definitely. I think with the pandemic, it just taught us to start utilizing more things. Like mm-hmm. DJing was, you never know what DJing though, right? right. I, I didn't really have, I had a few gigs canceled in the beginning, but still so many people getting COVID right now. Right, it's like exactly. People are not, some people not really take the risk. Right. But it's been pretty consistent though. I'm glad it's consistent mm-hmm. for us. We're always trying to, this is what we love to do is DJing, yeah. right? Yeah. When, when did you first start DJing, Gus? When I first started, I'm trying to. I used to know the exact the exact date because mm-hmm. uh, we had a I had a birthday party. Um, it was me and it was um, uh, Robert Flores. Mm-hmm. Robert Flores, his dad. Mm-hmm. It was his birthday and my birthday, and we had a we had a big big party together out in Watts in the country, and uh, it was like a <laughs> it was like a six kager or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and. Uh, <clears throat> that we had a we had a, a very popular DJ mm-hmm. uh, doing the party and all that stuff mm-hmm. and uh, by that time um, I had a I had already had an extensive collection of records I mm-hmm. started buying records when I was in um, fifth grade fifth. Was, what was your first record cuz my first record that I bought I bought two forty fives one of them was Stone Love by the Supremes mm-hmm. and the other one was um, Tears of a Clown by Smokey Robinson oh man I can't even you were around. You look. Though, I'm mm-hmm. so jealous of you. You yeah. were around during those times when yeah, those forty fives were dropping. <clears throat> I was a paper boy, so I would de- deliver papers uh, after after school, mm. and then on weekends, uh, before you know, when uh, in the mornings and stuff, and I would save my money mm-hmm. and go buy records, mm-hmm. and that's what I did. And then I, the first two albums that I bought, um, the first one was um, uh, Marvin Gaye Live at the London Palladium, mm-hmm. 
and uh, the other one was uh, by Joe Tex, and uh, it was a disco. It was a, it was a disco uh, uh, album, mm-hmm. and the name of the album was um, "Ain't Gonna Bump No More with the, No Big Fat Woman." <laughs> <laughs> tight, tight, tight. The bump was a dance back then. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. And uh, just kept going, just kept going. I I always worked in the in the in the, my junior high years. Mm-hmm. I worked in the fields with with our with one of our uncles mm-hmm. that uh, ran a, a farm, farm labor uh, mm-hmm. uh, things and. Uh, and I just kept buying records, kept buying records, and by the time I got to my real job, my first real job mm-hmm. at McDonald's, I kept buying records, just mm-hmm. kept buying them. And Sorry, collecting these things now, I, right? I'm already collecting them, mm-hmm. right? and, um, and I, I just kept buying them, kept buying them, kept buying them, and had older, having older, older cousins that uh, would, they would go to L.A., go to the clubs and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and so they'd tell me what, I, what to buy, mm-hmm. and of course, I, I'm starting, starting to buy them all and everything, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and so anyways, long story short, I'm... Uh, after that, uh, the the week after that birthday party, mm-hmm. it was suggested that I become a DJ because I had a lot of the songs that a said DJ didn't yeah, have at that definitely. time. Yes, you know? get exclusive stuff because you're collecting all this because, music. Yeah, and I'm getting stuff from LA from the mm-hmm. clubs and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. and um, before I know it, I mean, I just got all these records. Mm-hmm. And we started DJing. Me and um, it was our cousin Martin. Actually, he was my first partner. Oh, Martin Martin? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, shout out. Yeah. Did not know that. So he was going to be my partner in it. Tight, and tight, uh, tight. he was just kind of just just behind the scenes type of thing and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I was the one that was going to, I don't know, I guess deliver the music. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. I wasn't about that. Were you nervous so, for your first gig? Like, were you just uh, throwing no, tracks on after tracks or? No, not really because it was in the neighborhood right there in the Loma across the yeah. street from Heritage Park. And, tight, uh, tight. It was a, a, a friend of mine who's passed away now. His um, mom and dad, they were, their house was getting foreclosed on, mm-hmm. but it still had running water mm-hmm. and it still had electricity. Mm-hmm. So that next Saturday, we started doing backyard parties until the, <laughs> until all that stuff got shut <laughs> off. And we were charging people like two bucks to get in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think I was getting paid $50 a gig. I was asking how, many, how much were you getting paid for your first gigs? It was about 50. 50 bucks? About 50 bucks. And we did it for like six weeks before they shut everything off. Mm-hmm. And then we started from there, and uh, another friend of mine, uh, Moses, he came in, kind of pushed Martin out of the way, and mm-hmm. and um, Moses was a he was a he was a, a technical guy. He could fix things. Mm. And he he made our lights. He made our own. We tight, made our tight, own. Tight. He made our own coffin from I the mean, ground up. Everything. I mean, he, oh, he made everything himself. Beautiful, and, uh, beautiful. We did that for uh, for a while, mm-hmm. and we just we kept buying. We just kept buying, kept buying, kept buying, and. Um, um, Getting more involved with the other DJs, uh, there was a there was already a lot of DJs in Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, DJ Jerome, you had Coffee Dog. Uh, shout out, shout out, Frank, Frank, all the OGs. Yeah, Frank Sepulveda, uh, he was uh, we would he would uh, let us use his stuff when we got like a big wedding and mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, he was called uh, Brown Sounds. Mm. Brown Sounds and uh, tight, tight. his DJ name was uh, the Chicano Wolfman. The Chicano Wolfman. The Chicano shout out to him. Wolfman, that's yeah. tight. That's and, uh, that's yeah, beautiful. It was kind of weird because uh, here maybe within this last year or something like that, we kind of reconnected through um, through Facebook, mm-hmm. and he had some pictures, some old pictures and stuff. And uh, but what he did, what I didn't know that he had did is he had gotten job, he, he had gotten involved at BC, mm-hmm. and he wrote an article okay. about the DJ scene. Beautiful. And it was kind of it was kind of a at that time in the eighties, music was uh, was changing. Mm-hmm. You know, you had your typical R and B, you had your rock and roll and mm-hmm. all that, and and uh, but then we had the '80s are starting, mm-hmm. and so you got '80s music, 
When, what was the, one of the first songs you? Well, we could go, man, we have I have so many questions. Uh-huh. When did you start developing your ear? Like, what helped you develop that ear? Because I think as a good DJ, you gotta have an ear for what's a hit, what's good, what's a, what's gonna be playing in ten years from now. Like, when did you start developing that? I I don't think it was a science or anything for me. The title, mm-hmm. the title, mm-hmm. and the and the cover of the album. Oh, okay. And there was a there was a uh, a record store, uh, Eastside Records. They mm-hmm. would let me open the records and sample them. Oh, okay, and okay, I, okay. I, I had this knack of uh, of just listening to maybe ten or fifteen seconds of the song. I'm gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. You just knew. Yeah, I just knew. You have to have the yeah. It's something you, I think I having knew. the ear is something you're born with. Yeah, and it was a uh, there was a lot of eighty stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Party Boys. Um, I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. We were the first ones to integrate the. The, the regular art. Okay, back to his cousin. Sorry about that. That's no, okay. So That's you fine. said that music was changing. The music was changing. In the, the 80s. 80s came mm-hmm. in. The, the 80s was, it was just different. Mm-hmm. The music was different. So uh, myself, I, I, I was a big 80s guy. Mm-hmm. I was a big 80s guy. And uh, so I would, uh, I would blend the music together. Zap, um, SOS band, the Barkays. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a bunch of uh, mm-hmm. R&B guys. And then I'm, I'm playing that, and then I'm playing Oingo Boingo and mm-hmm. Madness and mm-hmm. Cindy Lauper. I mean, just, it, it just all of it. Mm-hmm. Father Seagulls, just a bunch of it. What do we consider that. that type of music? What genres like? Is it rock music still? Pop well, rock? That was that was that was the new. They called it the new wave. Ah, okay, so okay. That was the that was the thing about that. And getting back to Frankie Sepulveda, he had sent me a, he sent me through Facebook an article that he had written back then. Mm-hmm. And he was saying something, you know, where we we have we as DJs have to uh, step up our game because the music is changing. You've got this thing called the new wave now, and um, and and he put in there about the party boys. Mm-hmm. Party boys are using a lot of new wave, and it's making them successful. Mm-hmm. It's working for them. Mm-hmm. And we were, but we were the only ones doing it at that time. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else follows suit after that. Mm-hmm. And then soon after that, hip hop. Definitely. But hip hop already had started though in the late seventies, mid seventies. Were you aware of that too? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, high school, everybody was rappers delight. Mm-hmm. Everybody. The Curtis Blow, I'm sure, was mm-hmm. big back then, right? Yeah. With mm-hmm. blending, cousin, that's an art. I think it's a straight art. Mm-hmm. If you could blend and you get that right, it's it's beautiful. It sounds flawless, yeah. right? Yeah. When did you start developing a just any type of style when you're playing these records by blending them in or attempt to blend them in. When did you first start experimenting with that? It was um it wasn't long after I started. Um, my thing was you want to keep them on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. I would I would watch other older DJs and stuff. Nothing, no disrespect or anything. How do they you, how do they do that? Stuff. But I would watch them mm-hmm. and I would watch them and they would play the whole song and everybody would dance. I mean it'd be packed dance floor and everybody would go back and sit down. Mm-hmm. Then they get right back up and go back out there. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, because I, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm not knowing what I'm doing, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But I did think to myself, well, why don't we just keep them on the dance floor? Mm-hmm. Just keep them there. Blend the music. Blend, blend the music. music. It's nonstop. Yeah, because I mean, they'd get up, you know, they'd go dance again, mm-hmm. and the song would be over, and they'd go sit down mm-hmm. again, and then they'd get up again. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just it was just a theory that I came up with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I, we we didn't have a lot of people helping us through it all that because we were just doing it different. Is all it was. Mm-hmm. You know, with no disrespect to anybody else. You were just doing it different. You were trying to do your own thing. You know, the guys that, that the guys that uh, beautiful that, that we 
that we emulated were Brown Sounds, Coffee Dog, mm-hmm. DJ Jerome, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and quite a few others. Were they quite blending at that time too? Not really. Not really? No, no, okay. Uh, uh, no, Cop, uh, Coffee Dog was more of an MC. Okay. He, he, actually, he was, a, he was a really good MC. Mm-hmm. He was a really good MC. One of the best that I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Jerome was a good MC. Mm-hmm. He had the voice for it. Mm-hmm. I don't have the voice to be a good MC, but I can MC. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know I feel the I mean? same way. So, I hate. Like, yeah. I, do you? Well, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, continue with DJ Jerome. He was mm-hmm. you. He wasn't doing the blending, right? Yeah, because uh, yeah, he had a whole different style. Style. Yep. But he he uh, but he was a good MC. Mm-hmm. He was he was a really good MC. In the way that he uh, said his, because uh, it was called Sounds of Soul, mm-hmm. Mobile Disco, and he had mm-hmm. a way of saying that. Tight, uh, tight. That, 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 that was his catchphrase. Yeah, that was his catchphrase. I wouldn't want to do that because it would have been disgrace. No, <laughs> no, we would give him because the respect. The he did it. I mean, I believe know, it. Yeah. And uh, he's still rocking the Eagles all the time. Is he? Yeah, yeah okay. he still does cool, it. He still cool, does cool, it. He cool, doesn't cool. do his, I don't think he does his signature Sounds of Soul, Mobile Disco anymore. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but he still does. Cool. Yeah, still I love does. that. That's, I think that's why it's so important to have you here just for the history of right. Bakersfield and not even just DJing here in the Valley and from Southern California. You, you met so many and you learned from so many. Yeah. Um, what I was talking about the blending too, when did you start developing that understanding that, yo, I got to make these match up. I got to, and it's not like it is now. Yeah. Now it's so anybody can learn how to do it. Back then, you really had to have the ear and know how to count, you know, your beats per minute and whatnot. Right. Yeah. When did you start developing that? It, well, like I said, it was it was an idea that I had, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. But I still tried to do it. I didn't know that I needed slip mats. I didn't know any of that. I I didn't. I wasn't in that much in the community to get to that to where you know, oh, you need slip mats. What exactly is that? Because I'm kind of a, I don't even know what that is either. Because slip mat is a. Uh, um, the twelve hundreds became the the uh, turntable to use. Okay. Because you could, they're like that start start mm-hmm. just like that, mm-hmm. and then you put a felt slip mark slip mat on there. Mm-hmm. We used to get, use just the album covers and make make one with it. Mm-hmm. And what that what it would do is it it would spin. You would hold it mm-hmm. and then you'd get your your beats matching with that, mm-hmm. and then it grabs on with the with the felt mats they have nowadays. It grabs a little faster. Oh. Okay, okay. And okay. that's kind of that's kind of where all that came in was with the twelve hundreds and oh uh, shit, that's beautiful. And the twelve hundreds were, I mean, you could I used techniques, but they weren't twelve hundreds. Mm-hmm. I borrowed a, I borrowed a techniques from my mom, mm-hmm. and I borrowed one from <laughs> one of my other cousins, Ray. Ray. Tight, tight. Yeah, and uh, that's how I started with that was my introduction to techniques. Mm-hmm. And then later on, as we started watching other DJs and going up and down California a little bit, mostly northern, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, we were seeing what the other DJs were. Mm-hmm. And me and Moses, we hooked up with a guy from Altron Electronics. His name was Jeff. Um, I can't think of his last name. He passed away about five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, they had they had a shop on South Chester. And we, we dropped about $17,000. Mm-hmm. And uh, we our, our, our setup was the setup to have in Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we... Uh, we ended up uh, going down north, going up north for a couple of car shows, uh, Kearney Park. Uh, after it was a Sunday where everybody cruised after the car show, mm-hmm. and we went over there, and there was a bunch of DJs who said, "Well, how do we get here? Just mm-hmm. show up." And so we went and we showed up, and some lady came up, and uh, we came out in Loretta magazine in the picture. I remember that. I, I don't I have that magazine anymore, but um, but she came and she asked us. She said, "Where are you guys from?" I said, "Bakersfield." 
And she said, well, she goes, uh, my name is, uh, she, she went by the name Star. Mm-hmm. And I, I never even knew her real name or anything. She said, well, she goes, I'm doing a battle with DJs, and I want five c- cities represented. Oh. Will you guys represent Bakersfield? I said, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Hell yeah. I, for, I forgot what she was going to pay us or whatever. I mm-hmm. mean, because we only played for like uh, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. 45 minutes, it was like, it was four DJs, five DJs, I think, and uh, we represented Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we, we got there uh, in Fresno at Salon Arena, and the doors were up, the big doors were up and all that stuff, and I got to drive my dad's truck inside that, <laughs> inside there, and they had this big old concert stage and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody had to use their own sound. If we would have won on sound, mm-hmm. But there was DJs there, and those were that. That was the first time that I seen a DJ scratch live. Okay, okay. And the scratch comes them, into play. And there was three of them. Then they were all from uh, Northern California. Mm-hmm. One of them was from Salinas, and he, he blindfolded himself and and, uh, and scratched backwards. Tight, tight, <laughs> tight, tight, tight. But I remember the guy that won. His name was uh, uh, I think it was Richard Torres. If I if I remember right. Mm. Yeah, and he's still in the San, San Jose area. That's beautiful. That was the first, and that's when. That became the foundation of hip hop, the yeah. scratch, right? Yeah, that's beautiful, dude. That's yeah, beautiful. I, yeah, I never really mastered it or anything. I mean, I could do some cuts and stuff like that, but uh, it just wasn't my 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 thing was just blending records, keeping people on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we we were uh, when Vidal's when uh, when when Vidal's opened, um, when their dad wanted to do the the, the club, mm-hmm. um, he hired us to to do that. And, uh, for the sound, for, for the sound, and tight, we the tight. DJs there, me and Moses both, cool, kind cool, of bounced cool. back and forth and stuff like that, and that's mm-hmm. where Eric and Nick uh, came in. Nick was the one that, that he was more, he was uh, very inquisitive. Mm-hmm. He'd come and he said, "Well, how do you make the songs go together?" Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, I says, "I, I taught him how to blend music, mm-hmm. I to, I, to mix music, and to mix me a seven and seven. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he was only in fifth grade. <laughs> You made it pretty I good believe one. it. I bet. I bet. What does that consist of? Mm, seven and seven. Yeah, it's whiskey and seven up. Oh with shit! Lemon. I don't drink whiskey. I don't know. Yeah. Tight, tight, tight. Yeah. It's it's something that I think right now, especially in the scene right mm-hmm. now, right? Blending's not really the one that is not the uh, weapon of choice. Mm-hmm. And I think I love it. I don't know anything else. Yeah. That's the only way I mm-hmm. understand how to DJ. I learned that from you too. Like. Yeah. That's everything has to be one one song. Everything is gonna flow together. I don't really know anything else. I don't scratch. I can do a few cuts too, but I don't rely on it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, that's why I was I really wanted to kind of dive into your brain is about the blending. Mm-hmm. There is an art to it. There when is. when did you start developing? When did you start understanding there's an art to it? And what is the art of blending for those who don't know? This is like a DJ. This is a DJ class today. Yeah, this well, is what I wanted. What the what the blend is is when you're 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 catching the 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 downbeat on two different songs and trying to get them to match. So you might have to adjust your uh, your control mm-hmm. control on your turntable. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to find it in the right place. Um, you don't do it over the vocals. There is yeah, yes. You don't do it over the vocals. Um, things like that and mm-hmm. and. Um, you know that's the DJs that, that do cut and scratch. I mean, it, it doesn't give them an advantage, but it, it's a it's a total it's a it's a whole different uh, art. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, uh, Bakersfield's got a Bakersfield's got a, a really uh, it has a big DJ community. Mm-hmm. And um, the OGs from started that started back in the eighties are they're pretty 
they're they're uh, they're pretty respected. Mm-hmm. Not not just here. I mean, from coast to coast. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of them, uh, uh, they started over there at Vidal's. Mm-hmm. They started at Vidal's, and uh, and they're uh, great guys, humble, Definitely. very humble, Definitely. very humble, and uh, and good at what they do. Definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of history um, in hip with hip hop, mm-hmm. with West Coast hip hop that uh, Kern County is involved with. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel like being a part of that? I think you're one of the. Every time we talk about party boy, I'm not here to blow smoke, right? Mm-hmm. You're great at what you do. And how does it feel to be a part of that? You know, you're humble too. You're not gonna say you're an elite class in Kern County. I think since just not being just an OG, but passing back. You know, I think it's so important that we give back. Yeah. You're known for giving back to so many of us. Like, right. when did you start learning that? I think that's just within our family, right? That's how we're. We're bred. I think, yeah, I think I think it is because I mean it's always they've always been it's always been a close knit mm-hmm. community here in Bakersfield in mm-hmm. Kern County, and there's a like I said there's a lot of history, a mm-hmm. lot of history uh, in uh, in hip hop, mm-hmm. in music. I mean in house music, uh, um, just the DJs that are in Bakersfield, and there's a wide variety of DJs in Bakersfield, mm-hmm. and a lot of and there's a lot of good DJs in Bakersfield, mm-hmm. and you know you just. Um, you can't get caught up in the other stuff about uh, you know new people coming in and all that stuff, yeah, and all that and all that stuff. But everybody started someplace, definitely. And you can't forget that. You can't forget that. I mean, I started in a backyard for fifty bucks, all and night. Borrowed turntables, mm-hmm. borrowed speakers. It's a, it's a grind. Yeah. You started from the bottom. Yeah, it's, I think that it's kind of paying your dues with DJing too. I believe there's that that exists in what we love doing you got to pay your dues yeah. you can't just get the weddings you can't just get the big gigs right, right. that's why i was so excited to be at elements for the first time I'm like uh-huh. holy shit i'm here now like because you played there every great D- everybody was a dj was oh, good yeah. you you play at elements and if you do well i'm sure you'll be back yeah it's a it's a, it's a great venue it's nice, a oh, nice the place. sound system is amazing in there right yeah. manual don't cut corners manual does not oh my god yes manual yeah. does not cut fucking corners you're right um, cousin yeah I respect him a lot, mm-hmm. and he gave me the opportunity this last couple of weeks ago, and it was, it went well. I think you'd be proud of me, dude. I'm getting, I'm working on it though too as myself. I'm not the best at blending, but I'm always trying to learn, dude. I want to, if I could take any notes from any DJ, I want him because I don't know everything about this this art. There's so much to it, and people think it's just playing music. Yeah. Like, dude, there's so much more than that. There's so much. When did you first okay. start getting recognized for blending? Because it's sending that um, foundation to. This is how it's. This is the way I like to do it. It was kind of when when I first started. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I was doing a lot of backyard parties and all that stuff. And like I said, I was doing the new wave and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and uh, when 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 I when I started actually started blending, mm-hmm. uh, people didn't know how to how to react. <laughs> I so would they imagine would, they would stop dancing and then they would kind of just look at me and then they, the song would would would. Would uh would kick in mm-hmm. and then they start dancing again. Mm-hmm. It was it was uh it was it was pretty interesting to see it you know, because it just like it didn't something happen. new. And so it was something new. Oh man, something new. When did you start getting recognized by other DJs or just people start telling you, hey, mm-hmm. what is this blend you're talking about? I think most of it was when I when I started uh with Vidal's. Vidal's. Yeah, but Beautiful. most of the most of the, the DJs that uh. uh that I talk about, they were still younger. Mm-hmm. They were still younger, but they were starting. Mm-hmm. They were starting, and you you watch these guys, man. They just they would get on those turntables and just hours upon hours, and just get better and get better. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
it's it, and it was it was a it was a it was refreshing to see it. Definitely. Very refreshing to see it. Yeah. Definitely. And everybody, I'm sure, was different with their own styles. I like seeing all the sets. What songs are in yeah. people's sets? That's the yeah. most beautiful thing, dude. Yeah. Like, I love hearing that song. Like, oh shit, that's that's the I forgot all about that song. Right. That's the best feeling. I can't imagine um, being at Videl's. Can you explain um, for those who don't know, especially me? I was it was a little before my time. How important was Videl's for for starting up so many DJs' careers here in Bakersfield, and you know, making yours. Uh, belong on a bigger platform. You're doing a club now. You're not doing backyard boogies anymore. Right. I think. I think, well, they were they were big because in what they did, it was something different for Bakersfield. There was some other teen nightclubs that had, that popped up, but it didn't get the. They, it didn't take off like Vidal's did. Mm-hmm. Vidal's took off, and it was a lot of it had to do with the DJs, mm-hmm. uh, the DJs that were coming up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got you know Eric and Nick were in junior high school, and they were doing their own dances in junior high. Did not know that. Yeah. They Beautiful. Were doing, they were doing their own dances. Beautiful. And following close behind them, I mean, you're talking about Chocolate and Sidney Perry and and all yeah. these other guys, and then they're all doing it together. Mm-hmm. I remember I walked in on Sidney Perry at, at uh, Abby Dallas, and he was practicing. Yeah. And I just, I stood there, and I just watched him for like, I'm going to say 30 minutes, maybe mm-hmm. 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And all I kept thinking to myself was, how in the heck does he do that? <laughs> That's a beautiful, yeah. And I got to share that story with them. Yeah. Like, yeah, not too long ago. Tight. When he was here in Bakersfield. That's and, beautiful. Uh, and they got, they were good, they were good at their craft. Same mm-hmm. thing with um, Eric and Nick. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, you couldn't get them off the turn, turn, turntables. And Nick would, that, that was just a seed. Nick would grew into, you know, it's, that's beautiful. Yeah. People, like what Nick was saying too on the pod that you were really, you were fun, you were important to the beginning of his DJ career. Mm-hmm. And how was that experience too? Like just him wanting to learn so much and and the art of the blend. Cause yeah. I see that in his, the way he's. Oh man, it's it's amazing what they do. Yeah, I, I, I'm. They have like a Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. I'm always looking at. They're like, how the hell they do that? And you can see what they're doing, but how the hell do you mm-hmm. do that? What's like that's practice on palm practice on palm yeah. practice. And it started with Nick asking you, right? Yeah, definitely. What how and how did you how did you feel at that time? Like. You're, you're passing your game on to the next generation. Did you ever think it was going to be how no. how amazing he is now? No, I, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be what it turned into, mm-hmm. in, into be. And I mean, I mean, and it did. You know, you can't, uh, I mean, it's nice to be a part of it. Definitely. Even if it was from a distance, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So It was so cool to hear him pay homage to you too, you know? Because I felt that's our common thing now. Because I felt like you taught me so much before anybody else. Mm-hmm. You, but the the blending and I didn't honestly. And you told me just the littlest things. We want to blend the bass. Mm-hmm. We want to make the bass sound one. That's what we want everything yeah. to sound. I'll never forget that. And just counting bars. How many bars you go? Yeah, yeah and just always on beat, never on vocals. I remember you. All this stuff. I remember you yeah. telling me so long ago, and I always took it hard. It's it's almost just like. A, if you were playing an instrument mm-hmm. and you count one, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, mm-hmm. three, two, three, four, four, three. You usually four, go eight bars go, before the next song? So well you can go fours. Fours. But mm-hmm. but you still want to get those in there, the, the fours mm-hmm. to get that. Because you wanna if you're gonna if you wanna you're gonna go in on one, you wanna come back in on one. Mm-hmm. Or That's, two. Yeah. You, know, you yeah, wanna yeah, keep yeah, it at yeah. two or one, fours. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. a great way to put it. Man, that's elite. Mm-hmm. That's elite. I love that, cousin. I think blending is, like I said, nothing against anybody else, but that's the only way I know how. Mm-hmm. And 
I want to get better at it. And it's, I think that's something. How many hours did you put in practicing? I can't even imagine. Um, you still practice? When I, when, I, when I got back into it with Serato, I practiced. <laughs> just to learn the Serato and all that stuff. And, um, and uh, I think, I think um, just instead of just being what I was before, mm-hmm. I learned how to, to play um, a, lot of, a lot more different genres of music. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the key and, sometimes too? And to do it well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can, I can do classic rock and I can do it well because I grew up in that era. Mm-hmm. I can do country and I can do country well, mm-hmm. very well. Tight, tight. I can do Spanish music. Very well. Very well. <laughs> Very well. Um, I'm more into the classic music. I mean, some of the newer stuff. I mean, it's just not really mm-hmm. me. But also, but I can do it. Yeah, it's. But I can do it. It's all and, um, the art of blending. If you don't know how to do, you can probably do anything almost. Yeah. Whatever's whatever's great. It's so crazy now. We don't have crates anymore, right? We don't have record stores. We just go in this damn thing and say, "Hey, uh, buy the song. What song do we want to listen to today?" So how did how did you? Feel with that adjustment, cousin, because you you know you're carrying vinyls and crates of records, and now the DJ game has changed into more digital. How was that change for you? Um, not not carrying the crates and everything. I mean, it's uh, it's it's different, mm-hmm. but you got to learn how to take care of that equipment that you have. I mean, with the hard drives and all that stuff. Oh, I mean, that's the worst, dude. I, I've lost I've lost I don't know how many hard drives. You know, the, you lost your whole. Did you lose the whole uh, the whole pool? Much, yeah. <sighs> I, I I have I, I always I always have a backup now. Mm-hmm. My backup always, on the backup. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my boy Alex G. Rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace. He's the one that tells me. He says you need to have two. Just <laughs> the way Alex G. would say it. You gotta have two. Mm-hmm. You got to. Yeah. I'm a big believer in that. Now. I learned the hard way too, man. How was that adjustment from going? You know, you're counting now. The machine's counting for you essentially. Like, did that make you better in a way, um, or is uh, that you still got to tap that foot? <laughs> exactly. You still got to tap that foot and get it. You know, it's just like like that's your instrument right there. Yeah, yeah. That's your instrument. So it's uh, and it it it, it was weird because when I, when we started that and all that, I never thought about that in the '80s. But with Serato is where I thought about it again. Mm-hmm. And about doing that one, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, and all mm-hmm. that. So, but it's a, uh, it's it's. I think it's quite. I think it's quite handy. Yeah. It's, it's so. It's crazy how easy it is to set up now. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like it used to be. Everything's south powered. I don't need to carry my amp no more. Yeah. It's those and those subwoofers too. The stands come just got a strap. I'm like, it's a really easily accessible thing. I hate setting up and breaking down, but it's not. As bad as it used to be with the amp and carrying all those other shades to carry, it was it was rough in the beginning. I thought. Yeah, yeah. To carry, we had to. I mean, we we had a rack, mm-hmm. and then we had our speakers. Mm. So it was a it was like one extra thing. Now the now the speakers have the amps in them already. So it's beautiful, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's you, beautiful, dude. Yeah, you don't really. Um, I, I thought about getting like a like a soundboard, maybe cleaning it up a little bit, but. The speakers are so good nowadays. You you really don't need it. That's what my friend was telling me. I should get a soundboard for because I have the basses in the eighteen. You think it's necessary? Um, when you have good sound, it it, it shouldn't really matter. If you got a good mic, it shouldn't yeah. really matter. That's the one thing that I would think about is the mic. Mm-hmm. How's it how's it gonna sound? Mm-hmm. And the one, but the mics that they got nowadays are pretty good. Yeah, you could get a mid good. one. And it's pretty damn good. And I I ask. I mean, when I when I bought my subs that I have right now. My PRX is I was at Beach Park DJing and going back to Alex G again. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, "How's it sound?" He goes, "Sounds good." I go, "Do I need a soundboard?" He says, "Nope." <laughs> listen, listen. 
How, impo- how important was Alex G to the DJ community? I met oh. him a few times in my life. Don't can't consider him a friend, but mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a loss in the DJ community. How important was he? Just his energy he brought around because I know you guys were good friends. A lot of yeah. the DJs around were good friends with him. He was the when Serato came out. Um, Nick Nick's the one that showed it to me. He had he did a he did a show here in Bakersfield um, at the Elks, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and uh, we went over there to, to go to go see him and all that stuff and. Uh, a lot of hip hop and, and all that stuff, and a little bit of old school. And he showed me the, the program, Serato. And so I dove in and got it. He mm-hmm. says, Well, he goes, When you get it, he goes, Just Alex is a guy to call if you, if you need any help. Tight, and tight. I don't know how many times I called him. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, I called him a bunch of times, uh, weddings, and just, just little things. It's always, it was always something little, but I, I always get panicky, and I still do. Mm-hmm. If something doesn't seem right, and I start getting panicky. How, how often do you probably go over the sound checks to the wire checks? Well, the, I, I do it a few times, cousin, because I'm the same way. I don't want anything that I can't control mess up, and that's it's, it gets me nervous sometimes too, dude. I think it, it doesn't get me so much nervous anymore. I think maybe just the music might be, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 lineup if it's a wedding and all that stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. That's the most important. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, it's just. Uh, um, when I buy, I I try to buy quality, mm-hmm. even all the way down to from my from my um, extension cords, my mm-hmm. power strips, uh, my speaker cords, mm-hmm. all that. And I, I if you want to sound good, you gotta get spend a, some money. You gotta spend some money. Yeah, I learned yeah. that hundred mm-hmm. percent. You definitely gotta spend some money. When did you start realizing you could make this into a business? You start doing weddings. You could get hired to do a sweet sixteen, like. The business side of it, like it's fun doing the art, right? But there is a business side to this DJ thing. We don't do it for free and shit. We don't do it fifty bucks anymore, anyway. Mm-hmm. So when did you start venturing to that? Well, it it kind of started in the eighties, mm-hmm. but in the eighties, uh, it was just uh, I was doing too many things wrong. I was doing too many things wrong, and so it was it. I, I could have made a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Probably, I'll just put it that way. Yeah, definitely. Now it's more of a it's more of a business for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still have fun doing it. Exactly. I still have fun doing it, and uh, um, I don't I I don't see anything in the near future about stopping. Yeah. Um, how how much longer I'm gonna go? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know that with the uh, pandemic and it had died down and all that stuff, and I started doing uh, shows in the garage, <laughs> but I was doing it. Uh, I was doing it. Facebook was kicking me off. So what I yeah. so I told Sheila, I says, well, you know. Everybody's out. They're they're riding their bikes. They're pulling their kids around in wagons and all that stuff. And I said, well, we'll do it like three times a, three times a month. Mm-hmm. And I set up my my uh, my big setup right in front of the garage to mm-hmm. where to close it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have to take it apart. Yeah. And people are going by, and they're coming by and stopping and talking and Beautiful. waving and thumbs up and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And, Beautiful. Yes, and it went pretty good. I was getting, uh, I was getting Facebook requests for songs. Tight, tight, tight. Anywhere from hip hop to Spanish to mm-hmm. classic rock and country and everything. Beautiful. That's that's kind of the beauty of the pandemic. It made us DJing over the computer in our garage. Like I never thought I was gonna do like the, the live things I was doing too. Like yeah. people helped me out so much dude during that time because we didn't know how long this pandemic was gonna last. Yeah. And I love seeing that man. I love seeing that. Just you're still evolving. How long you been? How long you been DJing for now, cousin? I started um, when I was nineteen. Nineteen. I'm 
59. 59. Oh, man. Yeah. 39 years. 39 years, cuz. Yeah. Doing this. What makes you still love it? The music. The music. Mm-hmm. It's the music. Do you feel good so, when you see people dance though? Like that's oh, kind of yeah. like my Dancing. thing. It's a kind of like my. It's like it's like a high for me, honestly. Like when my adrenaline gets up, but it's different. It's not like I get amped up. I just get more laser focused. It's like mm-hmm. when you're, it's the zone that we all want to find. Think it's right? an adrenaline, adrenaline rush mm-hmm. when you see that dance floor packed and people are having fun and mm-hmm. and uh, when you mix a song in and then they they you mix that song in and then you can hear them. Either they're gonna scream, yeah, or they're gonna stop and look at you like you're crazy. Definitely, I love that man. You get that scream, and you you know you're doing your job and you're doing it well. When did you start learning how to read the crowds? You know, weddings are different than playing at our house, right? Weddings we kind of kind of cater people's needs a little bit. When when did you start developing how to read the crowd, what to play, what not to play? I think it was 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 early on. It was early on. I was talking about how the new wave was coming in, and we had the you know the zap and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I did a lot of parties in the neighborhoods. What this neighborhood for one? Hell yeah. Or the Loma. Hell yeah. Know, in Bakersfield. And, Hell yeah. And a lot of them are uh, you know you got the cholos and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And and I remember cholos asking me you know I'd be playing some zap and stuff, and then and then I throw on some madness or something, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey hey one boy, hey what kind of music is that? I said, <laughs> it's called the new wave. You go. He goes, how do you dance to that? He says, you see those guys out there? And it'd be a car club, car club and your car yeah. club would be going through like this. That's tight. You know, doing like a madness dance or yeah, something like yeah, that. And yeah. then, before you know it, the cholos are dancing with them like that too. Yeah. <laughs> New Wave was different. See, New Wave was kind of before my time too, right? Yeah. And I got some of it, but I'm not an expert in New Wave. I didn't even know the impact it was really. That's kind of one. I didn't know it was one of the things that made change music, I guess, right? In the 80s. I didn't even know it was like that. I'm kind of, I'm lost in that history. I wasn't around. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's crazy how you're kind of exposing people for the first time to this new genre. Yeah. Like, that's that's amazing. That's yeah. tight. That's tight. So, with the weddings, did you kind of say, hey, was this your partner? You and your partner would do weddings? Or yeah. You'll be MC, would you ever MC? Or what I, did you, I would MC. I was always the MC. When did you learn how to do that? Or what kind of, just going on the mic and doing just it? Just going on the mic. I mean, we didn't have a cordless. We had a hard mic. Oh, God. This is hard. But that's just what we did. And, and um. <laughs> You know, I was always I was always the MC. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a battle. I'm glad I don't have to fight. I don't have mm-hmm. I'm not shy at all. Mm-hmm. I think it's crucial, but it's it's kind of for me. This is not a podcast about me, right? But I need a DJ, right? It's hard for me to talk, and I'm trying to focus on DJing. I know that's right. part of the art, but it's so hard for me, dude. I'd rather not MC. I'm not a big talker over tracks. Uh-huh. I've never been a I've never been that guy like. I just want the music to speak for itself. Right. I think that's the only way to go about it. That's why you. That's why you do a loop. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> De- without the vocals. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I I think it's um, it's something I love too, man. The music is what I love most about DJing. I don't think if I ever get tired of it, or I'm not having fun. I don't think I'm doing the art a service. I think we gotta treat this like every other art there is. That's close. To, it's prestige. It's it's. it's it's precious to us, you know? Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of, I I want to see everybody win. Even if it's the guy on Facebook charging 50 for the whole event. Let him, if he's good at it, let him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it, there's enough room, enough, enough gigs for all of us, right? Right. And I think it's um very important that we kind of just, at least for me, I kind of just got to stay in my own little lane. And if I get something, I get something. If not, then 
You know, it's not the end of the world anymore. Right, it's yeah. it's pretty it's pretty it's crazy how much DJ kind of changed what I wanted to do with my life. I thought it was just gonna be a I don't you know it, I thought it was gonna be just a short term thing for me. Right. Like I didn't know if I was gonna be any good. I didn't know if I was gonna get these gigs. I didn't know if I was gonna. Man, sometimes we have some. Hor- do you ever feel like you have a horrible gig? Do you know like you know the feeling? I think I do, dude. I just don't feel like so excited about it. I'm like, oh, that w- I could have done better, I guess, but. Sometimes I just... I think it might, ha- might happen to almost everybody, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I mean, you got to make the best of it because you're doing what you... You should be still enjoying what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And when they, if you keep like that, then you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I don't have a stop date yet. You definitely... No, I don't have a stop date. I, I haven't even thought of... I've thought about it, but I haven't done you took, it. How long... You been, have you took breaks from DJing? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I did. I've, I've had a, a quite a few breaks, mm-hmm. and uh, um, for different reasons, of course. But life uh, happens. Life yeah, happens. Life for happens, sure. and all that stuff. And you mm-hmm. know, where I wasn't able to DJ and all that stuff, I took a big break um, uh, when I went to Teen Challenge. Mm-hmm. And when I went to Teen Challenge, I was there for over two years. Mm-hmm. Over two years, uh, on my way, halfway on my way to becoming a pastor. Okay. Okay. So during that and going to um, did not know that cousins we're, no, we're yeah. cousins. Is there something that I don't even freaking know, dude? Going to uh, going to a Bible college and um, um, I actually that's how that's I, I remember the '80s hip hop, mm-hmm. but in the '90s the only hip hop that I listened to in the '90s was Christian hip hop. Mm. So I started buying all this Christian hip hop music <laughs> and everything, and uh, and when I came back home got plugged in at a church and that was my first big break mm-hmm. from DJing. Mm-hmm. So me and um, <clears throat> me and uh, my late wife Cindy, mm-hmm. we got really involved at that church and um, um, I always I always had a, a case of uh, CDs with me. Mm-hmm. And in the CDs I had a bunch of Christian hip hop, mm-hmm. uh, Christian R&B and stuff and uh, um, you know people would you know they would, where do you get this music at? Ask mm-hmm. me about it and all that stuff and for some reason her and I, we hung around with the singles. Mm-hmm. So the singles, they're starting to get in, you know, they're going to get married and stuff. Mm-hmm. So then before you know it, they're asking me to, to, uh, um, to do their wedding. Do the wedding, yeah. Do their weddings. And I just had like a, you know, small setup, you know, some decent. Nick V actually gave me the money for the speakers. Tight, him, tight. him and my sister Ray. Beautiful. And um, they gave me the money to buy the speakers to, to get started again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's what we did. Mm-hmm. That's what we did. And, uh, um, uh, we started doing a lot of uh, a lot of stuff through the church, and uh, at that time I was uh, I was uh, I was leading a Bible study, mm-hmm. and uh, all the people that the only people I could get to come to the Bible study were all pelones because they were all just out of jail. <laughs> Nobody had hair or nothing. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And they were all tatted up mm-hmm. and everything, and I used a lot of the music that I had uh, to reach these guys. Beautiful. And um, it went from a from a three guy Bible study. In a front yard to probably, I think it was like 65, 70 guys mm. were, uh, um, is what it turned into. And we were, we were all over the city mm-hmm. uh, doing uh, outreaches, uh, doing free car washes, free hamburgers, mm-hmm. free CDs and all that. And just reaching out to people in the neighborhoods and all that stuff. And I mean, I would always make a bunch of CDs and just give them out, just mm-hmm. give them out. And that's kind of how it started again. And I actually started with a different name. And we called it, uh, and I called it Tuesday Night Music. Okay. Because that's when we met. And we, had, and we actually met not too far from here. 
Okay, okay. And we called it Tuesday Night Music, and uh, and after about two years, I wasn't really getting gigs or anything too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of them were just through church and stuff, and uh, and um, uh, Cindy, she bought me a gift. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was for Christmas or for uh, for my birthday, mm-hmm. and it was business cards, Total. and it said and it said Party Boys Productions. She goes, that's how they know your name. Exactly. Goes, you you got to keep that name. You got to go back to it. Get rid of the other name. <laughs> get go back to your roots. Yeah. And so Party Boy started again. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. What made you go to the church cousin at that time? You said you... I was just doing a lot of bad things and I was, wasn't doing, I wasn't doing things that were healthy for me. Good and I needed a place to go. Mm-hmm. I needed a place to go to get better. Mm-hmm. And I stayed away for, I stayed away from Bakersfield for a little over two years. Mm-hmm. For two years. I think that's what we've always talked about too, just recovery and whatnot. It's not a fucking easy battle at all. No. And it's something that, you know, unfortunately we go through. Mm-hmm. But I, I can honestly say too that music has helped it so much, dude. Right. I think it fills that void in a weird way. Um, especially, you know how it is sometimes. We go in that, we go in that dark tunnel. We yeah. don't know if we're ever going to see the light. Right. It's, um, it's been, a, it's, for me at least, it's been interesting and, I'm kind of I'm happy to be where I'm at now. I'm yeah. Relieved, you know. Mm-hmm. How I guess with your battle cousin, how I don't even know if we should go there. How did you overcome all that? Uh, well, going to Teen Challenge was the the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. That and uh, and getting a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I might not be in the same place that I was then, but I still have that relationship mm-hmm. with with God, mm-hmm. and um, and that keeps me grounded. Keeps me grounded, and I mean, I, I could still probably use some polishing up, but who, who does it? Yeah, you know we I mean? all do, right? Who doesn't? But none of us are freaking perfect, cousin. And I have, none of us. I made a lot of good friends through that. Um, um, my church is right here, right, right behind here at Valley Bible. That's where I've been going. Okay, okay. Since '95. Did not know that. Since '95. Yeah, okay, I was okay. Actually, uh, I was, I was, I've, I've done a, a lot of stuff there. I, I got really involved. Uh, I became a teacher there. Beautiful. I was teaching them. Um, the the higher ups and stuff like that, and it was uh, turned out to be pretty good. I was like, I never imagined that I would be doing things like that, mm-hmm. and sure enough, there I am. And what were you teaching, cousin? You know, just different uh, classes and stuff. I mean, I became a teacher, mm-hmm. became a teacher, man. and uh, my thing was was the people getting out of jail, mm-hmm. the guys getting out of jail, and all that stuff because we could relate, mm-hmm. and uh, and reaching out to them was probably the biggest satisfaction I. Just I did a bunch of different stuff though that was kind of like I was like, wait, how can I be teaching these people mm-hmm. when I when I used to be this person? Mm-hmm. And one of the pastors told me he says, you just do what you know how to do. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's yeah, it's a uh, it teach. And what's one of the main your main goals with the when you when, when you used well do you still do that now? Um, no, I, really, I don't okay. do any okay. teaching or anything. That's what I'm saying. What was your goals at the, now, yeah. What were your goals at the time with the and you know at that time uh, when the guys were getting the, the ones that came out of jail and stuff mm-hmm. was to keep them out of jail mm-hmm. and to get involved in the church whether it's being an usher or sweeping or um, security whatever it is mm-hmm. there's a lot of different things that people can do that it's more than just going there and then leaving again mm-hmm. you get to get involved get involved make yourself. Make yourself accountable mm-hmm. uh, through the to the different people and all that stuff in there. So, Definitely. and uh, I met some really good friends that are still really good friends. Mm-hmm. And that's that's I think that's a beautiful part of the recovery mm-hmm. process too. We can kind of guide others and yeah, 
just be there for the next generation. I think that's why I coach basketball. I'm like, just for just in case I gotta be that guidance. Like, uh-huh. I've been there, dude. That's not the way we're gonna go. Like, I just want to be somebody I didn't have for any, almost anybody, even like the new DJs. Mm-hmm. Try to teach as much as I can. I don't know it all, right. but I'm like, dude, I will teach you. I will show you the way. Yeah. Like, dude, this I, I always tell people too. And I'm sure the temp, plenty of DJs are gonna watch this. What's your biggest advice to these new DJs that are coming, um, coming up? I think I think I think what what a lot of people miss is they they decide they want to get into this thing mm-hmm. this DJ thing mm-hmm. and some some guys they come they get in for it they get in it for the right reasons mm-hmm. because they like the music they want to they want to help other people make memories mm-hmm. and all this other stuff mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think sometimes people forget that this is where you start you don't start here yes you know what I mean but you're gonna get there as long as you keep practicing your craft and doing what you love to do and mm-hmm. making people happy and stuff like that, and then you'll get there. I think then doing get there. doing good business is a vir- is a virtue. Like I tell these young guys too, like just do don't not show up, do not change your price after you give them a, a quote. You can't. That's not just because you need like give them what you want and that's it. Don't change it up. I think you right. man every word. I just heard some horror stories before. I'm like, damn, I want to do that. Show up on time. Yeah. I tell them to show up on punctuality means everything in life, right? right. In business, at least. If we're going to be here, be here. And that's right. that's part of the gig. And I just tell these new guys, too. I'm a new guy, I guess you could say. Just have fun and believe in yourself. If, you're not, if you don't think you could do this, you're going to probably fail. Because if you get, you're doing someone's party, wedding, and you freeze right. up up there, you play some shitty stuff. Mm-hmm. Bro, that's your rep. I think you gotta try to make your next big always your best gig. Did you always keep that mentality? How did you kind of keep? I think I think you have to uh, you have to hold on. To, you have to be humble. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is that you have to be. You could be. You have confidence in yourself and what you do. Yes, mm-hmm. but you gotta be humble. Mm-hmm. There's the 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 DJ people in Kern County. I mean, there's a lot of big names. There's a lot of big names, mm-hmm. and. When you when you see these guys and talk to them, it's they're humble. Mm-hmm. They're humble, and I mean, and these guys are, are big time. Cause they love the art. And it's they, the art. And they just do what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna shrug you off and all this stuff and all that. They're gonna, hey, what's going on? How you doing and all that. Yeah, talk to you. Mm-hmm. Like we're no more human beings. We ain't, we're not better than anybody. Yeah. We just like to play music. Yeah. I think it's beautiful, dude. I um. I think that's kind of been my biggest realization of all this is you're bringing people together. Right. And that's so beautiful, man. Like, I come, I try to get deep in my set. Like, even my sets, I'm like, how do I get people to understand how I'm feeling? I want them to have fun. It's right. it's honestly like a story to me. Mm-hmm. At least this is like my little philosophy, right? It's, it's We start from dinner, and we're just trying to get to that climax, and we're trying to keep them there. Right. And I want them to stay there. And when it's finally done, like, we reach that peak, it's like, damn. Now it's a party, and yeah. that's why I'm, I'm I'm not nervous after that. If it's if it's they're on the dance floor dancing, they're re- reacting to everything I'm playing. It's like, okay, now we could start practicing. Now, like I want to start working on stuff. Like right. I try to incorporate new things with every set. I don't want any set to ever be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, would you recommend? Like, is that the way you kind of operated too? Like, how uh, would how to, would to how, a point? How would you kind of? What was your, I guess, manual to this whole DJ art? I think what it is is that well you have meetings 
beforehand with mm-hmm. them. Yeah, definitely. To get to get some kind of idea of, you know, well, we want to hear a lot of 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, multiple play a lot of 90s. Cool, cool, cool. And then, you know, then somebody else is going to come up and they want to hear some country or something. And and you, you want to try to do it well. Mm-hmm. You want to try to do it well. I've, I've heard some pretty bad songs. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say, like, like because of lyrics, but it's like, Okay, hey, you got a '90s song, and then it was like probably the worst '90s song that you can you can get <laughs> yeah. because you don't know '90s music. Mm-hmm. Then you play that one, and they're just looking at you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you have to you have to be involved in all that because I mean, a lot of parties that we do and stuff like that, we know what people want for the most part. Mm-hmm. Weddings are a little different, but if there's always going to be that one gig. They're going to say, well. Some people are going to want to hear 80s. Some people are want to hear 90s. Mm-hmm. Some people want 90s R&B. Banda. Banda. Oh, God, dude. Yeah. Do you like Banda music? Um, are, you not, are you an expert in Banda music, you would say? No, Me I'm, either. I'm not, I'm not oh, an no. expert, but I can I can, um, <laughs> I can do have just enough. Yeah, definitely. You have, you have just enough to make the party be okay. Yeah, me too, I think, dude. I'm not an expert so, in Spanish. I don't know Spanish, so... Well, me neither. Because, I just look like I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both do. Yeah. They see Frankie Perez or Nessa Contreras. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, these guys know Spanish. They have to. Yeah. I don't... But I think, too, as a dude, you have the ear. A good song is a good song. We just got to figure out where I could put this. Yeah. I could put the... I could blend it in somewhere, and I'll, I'll make it work, I think. Well, the thing, the thing is, is that once you, you get that one gig, mm-hmm. and they want to hear Banda, then you keep that music. Yes. And you keep it. You do that, too? Yeah. Okay, cool. I do that. Every yeah, time I hear it. a new... They want it. I'm like, every, every song that's requested, that's like, oh, fuck, this is a good one. Yeah, that's stored in. I've, I've got a I've got a pretty good file of new music. Beautiful. That was given to me from a, a friend of mine. Beautiful. And uh, clean versions, dirty versions. And yes. Yes, And yes. instrumentals. And uh, um, I'll just ask, sometimes I'll just, I'll just call the kids up, hey, what do you want to hear? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. give me an artist or something. And, mm-hmm. and uh, the kids, they don't like to talk. They just want to show you the phone. Yeah, that's it, dude. Oh, I know. I know. I know. It's... The new music too. Now I'm kind of experiencing my genre, right? My era of new music. It's crazy how we went from that slow, smooth G funk stuff. Now we're going to triple hats and it's 146 and these things are bangers or that's 54. And these right. things, music is changing right now too, and I see it. And even the reggaeton music, we have Bad Bunny, yeah. and it's that's not what we're like. We're dance, we're group. We want that beat, that reggaeton. Some of that Bad Bunny is just him singing, and they go crazy over it. And that's that's what they want. That's the thing that gets them on the dance floor now. I've seen it was that I don't know how to say this. Do you know twerking music? Right, the yeah. the thotty music that was really live at one point. Right. But now Bad Bunny has taken over the last year. I've seen, yeah. and that is crazy. I can't. That's my change in music. His style is changing music, and it's yeah. kind of, it's cool to see you recognizing it though. Like I'm yeah. sure I can feel with new wave. Right. That's how I feel with this reggaeton stuff. It's like, damn, it's taking over. Like before, people used to want a little bit of it, just enough. Yeah. Now I've had gigs where they want that all night. I'm like, I don't even know what he's. I don't know this genre. It's hard for me to even find stuff that I think would be good on the dance floor because he's not doing what. Right. I think good music is. He's just singing and he's doing it's, it's slow. It's I'm not playing this in the middle of a gig, but they love it. Yeah. And it, that's so crazy. I don't know how he does it. He's an amazing artist. I I'm I've grown fond of him. Yeah. Like you're changing music, dude. So to see that it's kind of it's different, man. It makes a 
I got to guess what the hell he's saying, too, because I want to play an inappropriate one in front of grandma at the weddings. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah, but, you know, the, the, if you get if you do do that song that has the one F-bomb or whatever yeah. in there, nobody's going to know. Yeah. Just you. <laughs> you think so? Pretty much. Damn, I try to stay I mean, I, you might once in a while get somebody to come up and say something, mm-hmm. but for the most part, no. They don't care, huh? No, they just might go home, but. Yeah, some yeah. people do request clean music, but once in a while, I don't have that clean version. And mm-hmm. most songs too nowadays, I've you know I love hip hop. Like just the way you loved eighties and sixties, seventies right. with Smokey Robinson. I'm the same way with hip hop. Like I love it. That's kind of where I got my ear from. Was you know getting music passed down to me, mm-hmm. be, doing music, being in the studio all day. Like okay, right. now I kind of know what's good or whatnot. It's still kind of like uh, what the hell was I going with this? Good lord. The with music that affected me that made me want to DJ. Right. So I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, this is it's cool to see little hits that I like or that I grew up grew up loving, and it's still out here. Uh, it's amazing to see, man. It's like yeah. it's it's. I never thought I'll be DJing, ever. It's it's a beautiful art. I think I think yeah, it's great, dude. I didn't. I never thought I was going to be into. <laughs> one of the cousins says you should be a DJ you have records already did you know you're gonna be here for so long like uh, like no. at least as a DJ right like you can still be cause when no. you dude I'm not blowing smoke every time you're DJing I try my best to be there when it's a f- family function of course like yeah no. I wanna watch you at the Eagles I wanted to man I just went to go see you DJ like I think it's it's an honor to have you it's an honor to just pick your brain about Right, the style that I wanted to, when I seen you blend Frankie the first time I was like I want to do that mm-hmm. like what I was doing was nothing I was just beginning right crashing shit waiting for the song to end and just hopefully it sounds good throwing it in there you know Right. and when I seen you start blending cousin it was just like okay that's the way I want to do this I think that's the that's DJing to me Right. that was a different styles but that's the one I want right. and it's it's so it's so crazy to see and I'm honored to have you man I'm honored to um to always talk music with you and just to pick your brain about I love learning about what changes you see in the music game and you experience right. this analog to digital world and you're still striving and I think it's a beautiful thing that we're related doing it like I don't know right. to me it's just a, it's a weird thing like how our families really incorporate not just with the DJs everybody in our family really are diehard music fans I think oh, yeah. it's in the blood dude like your kids all my sister and brother all the cousins we love dancing we yeah. love being in the music we we, yeah. we we collect music and I think that's it's so important man that I pay homage to music dude music has helped me with everything right, right now it's, it's a blessing yeah. it's cousin, a, cousin Debbie she put a she put a picture on Facebook and it was at the ranch in Shafter. It was for the Montoya family reunion. And I had a, I had two home speakers and one turntable. Mm. And I was DJing. How long ago was that? Oh, that was... So far. 81? 81. Oh, man. Maybe 81. That's tight. Somewhere around there, yeah. That's tight. Yeah, and then there was one... Uh, she had another picture from a event. I think it was 84, maybe. It was uh, the car club from Shafter. It was their New Year's Eve party. Beautiful. And uh, we were on there, me and Moses. Uh, Moses, uh, Moses Geary was my, my, actually my real first uh, uh, um, partner. Yeah. He kind of he kind of stepped in and and, mm-hmm. and took over to be that partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was real smart, building mm-hmm. things and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And he built our own rack and everything. And, That's tight. 
Did you did you did you enjoy having a partner? Yeah, that's cool. I never had one, so I just mm-hmm. well, I think I oh God, I wish I had some like a setup team or something. That's my biggest thing, dude, is setting up. I wish I could just walk in and just DJ. Like, being at Elements, uh, oh, such a relief. Nice, huh? Just a relief, dude. Let me just walk in, just connect this damn thing, and uh, that's all I got to do. It's yeah. like, let me just DJ. That's the dream, man. That's yeah. always been the dream for me. I think I want to build it, man. Like, you see with like this and the the merchandise, like, all this stuff, man. It's, that's not possible without the music. Right. I love the music, cousin. It's just, I'm grateful. Like you said, being humble and knowing that all this could be taken away in a second, or just like that. yeah, and it's a, or you never it's maybe just your flame isn't lit anymore. I'm a big believer in that. I don't know if you are, especially at least I am. This DJ flame I have right now, right, it's lit, but you never know what could happen. There's always a young up and coming cat who wants to DJ, and it's my time has come and gone. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm, I think I'm. I don't know. I'm kind of accepting that because I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't know how long I'm gonna DJ for either, right? But I always say I gotta be humble because I keep practicing and understanding. I don't, there's so much more to learn. I want to keep this flame lit as soon as I, as yeah. much as I can, dude. So yeah, I think that was a big thing for me, especially recently with the change in music and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and to get into that and uh, some of the songs. I mean that some of the, they're to be honest with you. Some of the songs I won't play. Me same here. Yeah, I just won't play. I will not play them. I don't. Everyone want to be known as I gotta play that weird shit. Yeah. Like WAP, I'm definitely I don't play WAP and I'm I don't play WAP ever. Uh-huh. It's just not my style, dude. That's just, just and I'm sure it's a hit. I know it's a fucking yeah, hit, it's right? A hit. But it's that it's tasteless in my. Mm-hmm. But I think are we kind of are we hypocritical? This is I know because I know you probably play this song. Do we play Baby Got Back? Yeah. Okay. Do we? <laughs> I play me so horny sometimes. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. This, I think it's like 128 region. At adult parties, yeah, I do play that, but I still won't play WAP. I think I don't know. Just not like songs like that. Just not club worthy to me. It's just I think it's distasteful. But then again, here I am playing Two Life Crew. You know. Yeah. I love that. So I'm an old school guy. I love the um, like you said. Um, Jungle Boogie and you know Evelyn. Oh man, I'm in love. Evelyn Champagne King is one of my favorite songs of all wow. time. I play that at basketball practice, and the girls know it now. It's like that's music. Even now, I'm like, nah, the '80s and the old school and like that late '70s. Right. That's music to me, dude. I'm so I wish I could enjoyed it like you did when you first heard these songs, mm-hmm. Brick House and stuff like that. There's, and how do you like playing the gems? Not the things, the kind of like the underground hits, but people forgot about and you kind of slide one in there I've got a I, I, I do a lot of B-sides okay that's what I guess that's what I meant B-sides yeah, you yeah do. I do a lot of B-sides I got a beautiful people will you know they'll they'll talk, bring an artist out or something like that and you mm-hmm. know oh yeah I, I got that and then I'll play the song they're like well, what song is that <laughs> you know, but it's uh, that's just when I'm like, I like that the buddies and all that stuff like, yeah I got a lot of uh uh I play a, a lot of non-radio songs. Exactly what I meant. Yes. Yeah, I, I play. I do play a lot. Do you have a? I don't know if this is a weird question. Do you have a formula when you DJ? Like, is there something that you kind of do that's your own? Like the way you set up, the way you get ready, the way you're thinking about the day, you're visualizing it. Like, what's your formula to success in DJing? Like, what's a day in the life when you're getting ready for a gig? When I'm getting ready, I it just depends on where the gig's at and all that stuff. What I like to do is I like to set up. Before I get ready, 
because I sweat a lot. Okay, yes. And yes. I don't want to be shiny. I'm going to be shiny anyway, but yeah, I don't yeah. want to be that shiny. And, I'm, and I don't put powder on or nothing like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, not saying anything bad about powder or anything. I just don't. No. I don't have a makeup person. No, definitely. <laughs> no, no, definitely. You, okay. So, but anyways, uh, no, I, I, I just, um, it just depends on, on, on where I'm going to be or mm-hmm. what I'm going to be doing. Um, we do, we do little things where, where, uh, we're in the DJ community where, you know, we, we have like Thanksgiving together or something, you know, Beautiful. you know, you bring your, your, and my, my, my set's always going to be a little bit different. I, I go back to a lot of eighties, uh, it was called disco back then. Yeah, they call yeah, it yeah. funk now. Yeah, I love funk. But it's called oh, funk. I love funk, dude. But the stuff that I play, I mean, the, the, it's uh, a lot of it. A lot of most of it is never has. It doesn't not have. Doesn't have radio play. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't have radio play. I, I do the hits. Yeah. Yes, I do the hits. Hell yeah. Yeah, but I I I have a. Uh, I have a I have a deep selection. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. With with, uh, with music like this, I mean. It, it's it's just it's just what I have what I what I do, and uh, they've been my favorite songs for since the eighties. Yeah, you know the BB and Q band, Secret Weapon, uh, mm. Luther Vandross, mm-hmm. Luther when he was before he was with uh, before he was with Change after he was with Change, mm-hmm. uh, and all that. Mm-hmm. A lot of his songs, um, Sharon Brown, mm-hmm. Sharon Red, uh, Gwen Guthrie, uh, just people that you don't hear on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't hear on the radio. I know when I was doing... Uh, That's beautiful. Danny Palacio gave me a, uh, my first radio thing was when I was doing the Motown Mondays on The Groove, 99.3. Okay, okay. And, and I, I, played, I, played the, I played the hits. Yeah. But I also played... The B-side. The ones that I know. Yeah. Because I, got a, I already had an extensive collection of Motown. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing Four Tops and they're like, who is that at Four Tops? Well, I've never heard that song. That's, that's the, is that is that a great feeling? Yeah, the temptation. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just different songs. I mean, you. Uh, then you hear your artists from like the early seventies. Um, Tyrone Davis. Mm. I mean, from, oh man! I mean, the music is just it's it's off endless. The wall. It's yeah, off the wall. I mean, he's got really good music. Mm-hmm. Very suggestive music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very suggestive. But it's just you know good relationship between uh, yeah, you know, yeah. two people yeah yeah and all that stuff. But his stuff is pretty. It's, it's good. It's, it's great. It's funky. Mm-hmm. I love funk, man. First time I heard one of his songs, I was uh, I was getting something to eat, and it was it was at that restaurant. Yeah. And I was like, I've never heard this one before. Tight. And then when I found it, then I keep going, keep going, keep going. I mean, just a bunch of uh, artists that uh, you you you'll see them in the movies mm-hmm. and. Things like that. A lot of, lot of. Uh, I don't do a lot of radio stuff when it comes to oldies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of party boy stuff. Is what I call it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I think that's one of the best things of being a DJ is discovering new music or discovering music you haven't heard in a while. Mm-hmm. Like we throw this in the set. Like it's beautiful, dude. I'm still. It's it's an endless job though, right? Oh, oh yeah. god, dude. There's so it's, much music out there. So, especially now, cousin, like. Mm-hmm. I know back back then it was a little bit different. They would have these campaigns, you know who's coming. Now it's every day someone's coming with something different, yeah. and it's so accessible. It's so easy to get. Anybody could get it now, and it's it's so hard to keep up, dude. Even, yeah, even with the digital age and everything. I mean, you can go to uh, to um, uh, a soul station on um, on um, Sirius Radio, mm-hmm. and you're gonna hear a lot of songs that were never on the radio before. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. 
Definitely. I go sometimes. I do try to go to the clubs mm-hmm. to go listen to what everybody's listening to. That's the only way. I that's why I tell my girlfriend. That's the only way I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to hear what's going on. I want to know what that next song is going to be. Right. Like I don't want to discover it late. I want to know now. Yeah. And radio is kind of different now too because radio is just playing what you know, just mainstream stuff. Those those B side hits. Those are hard to find now, especially yeah. with the new people. It's like, okay, I need I need gems. I think that's going to separate me from. What I want, like, I said, it's gonna make me not want to keep playing the same thing over and over again. Cause right. I noticed too, and there's some like I'm so sick of Usher, yeah. I'm sick of 24K. Sick. There's so many songs I'm sick of, but those are the ones that get the people going. But I want a variety of gems. I just want gems right. stacked, and I think that's the only way. I don't know, man. It's pretty cool. I like it. I think that's when you get to like uh, some of the songs that are. I mean, they're they're so good that even though you've played them and played them and played them. They don't die out mm-hmm. ever. Some, yeah, that's why I think like they, they like just because you're tired of it, Earn. This is our first time hearing it today. Mm-hmm. Play that. I'm like, okay. I think my sets too, because I, I guess I don't really have. Hey, I want to go this way. I had to fill it. i have always been off the like. I'm kind of like off the on the fly. I on the that. fly. I do that a lot. I I think that's the only. It has to be organic. Like even today's conversation, we didn't prep for this. Right. Like we just went into it. Like that's kind of how I want to go into my gigs. Give me like the foundation, like a wedding, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, I need I need my itinerary has to be on exactly. We're gonna do this at this time. But when it's a boogie, let me just do what I do. Just get there. Let me fill it out. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, it'll rock it. And like, once I once we get that move and that groove, sometimes it doesn't take long. Some people don't want to ease into it. They want to just go. Man, that's cool. Me too. I've been to parties like, yo, what's, what's this? Do we want to dance? I'm like, all right. That's cool. No dinner music? Nope. All right, cool. And that's, <laughs> man, I like to go on the fly myself, dude. I think that's the best way. For me, at least, it has to be organic. Mm-hmm. It makes every set different. I'm not going to, like, I just press history, race. I don't know what I played last night. You know, yeah. I'm just, I don't know. I think it's better. that It's more fun to me that way. Uh-huh. So is that kind of what you adopted to? Uh, yeah, yeah, to a point, yeah. Just playing. We, to a point. I mean, sometimes, you know, you get there. I mean, you, a lot of the people that I DJ for, they're, you know, they listen to that 90s music, maybe even some late 80s or mm-hmm. something like that. So you know you're going to play that. But at the same time, they're still younger than me. Mm-hmm. So they're listening to the WAP and all that stuff. Yeah, and all yeah, that. yeah. So yeah. you got to get something in there. And, and uh, um, I don't mind, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't mind. Do I like all the signs? Uh, not not really, but no. but they're still having fun and they're still and that's what they're paying me for. Exactly. So, and I'll get into it with them. You know what I mean? I'll mm-hmm. get you know what I'll get into it with them. And, just, and to me, watching them, I can I can appreciate the song because of what it does for them. Exactly. Even if I don't like the song, but I can appreciate it because of what it's doing to that dance floor right there and most people on that mm-hmm. dance floor that want to hear the WAP or, or <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. There's a couple other songs that we'll play, but yeah. yeah, I think it's it's very crucial to kind of play what the people want, not what we want. I learned that too. It's yeah. not about what we want at all. I mean, that's what they're paying us for. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think, the, and just learning the business side too, man, it's kind of, uh, it's been fun, you know, just, I don't really do fronts. <laughs> None of that shit. I learned right. the hard way. Oh, yeah. Like I took my bumps and bruises. I think I still, right. you know, I got to pay my dues. But things like that, I'm learning to like just contracts and getting copyright or just LLCs and building this stuff. Like if we're going to invest the money, it's an expensive people. I don't think people understand. I'm sure everything's an expensive business, right? But right. DJ is freaking expensive, dude. If you want oh. that good sound, you, oh, yeah. we, we, and shout out to everybody who has great equipment, but you want the top 
top of the line. You got to have the top of the line sound. Yeah. And I think that separates you from everybody else. Yep, you got to have a good sound. That, that, that's why I, I, when I was getting it, this, that was my, I guess, excuse. Like, no, I want to make it, I want to have it sound good. Not every speaker does what this speaker does, you know? Like, I did my research on it. My Frank, uh, little Frank V, that's you know, Tammy's husband, always... Another guy, I love him to death, dude. He's helped me out so much with the mm-hmm. DJing. Tells me, oh, send me this, like, this is what you need. If you don't, you, you gotta spend it if right. you want to have it. Okay. So, Frank, you, Nick's helped me, and Eric's always giving me advice. But they're more family. I don't really, you know, I don't really go, they, they talk enough about DJing. Like, we're just family. I love them, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if they, 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 I mean, they throw me game once in a while, that's cool, but I don't expect that, you know? I just, I just love them. We're family. Right. Same thing with you. We don't talk DJing all the time. No. I'm just happy to be, you know, just to have you on talking about, but uh-huh. we're family, you know? And it's, you know, and, and your record collection, cousin, did that, I'm so sorry about yeah. that, man. Yeah. I know, dude. Oh. Yeah, just part of life. Part of life, you know. And, you know, the, I guess the biggest thing, you know, is that, you know, nobody got hurt. Nobody got again, hurt, so. dude. So sorry to hear that, cousin. So the records will get, they'll get bought back again. Well, maybe. Do you have a, did you keep track of what you had? No, fuck. No, I don't know what's. What I used to, not, I so. used to, but that got so much. That's so hard to keep up. Like, right? Because you never, especially for the hard drives. Like, this shit takes a crap on me. How do I know what I have? That's my biggest fear, dude. Like, yeah. even if I have the backups, how do I know what I had in my main set list? Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't transfer over. Man, that 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 breaks my heart though, because I can't even imagine how you feel, dude. I, yeah. I imagine it's fucking I could, horrible. I could think of, I could, I could think of a dozen records that I know that I, that got burnt. You know. Some of these will probably not even so, exist anymore. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I have a couple of signed ones. Uh, uh, just it was uh, that I know one of them that was I know one of them was that one was in there that I was that was signed. And uh, and I had that since uh, shoot that was with, uh, the mid eighties, like Sorry that happened to you, cousin. Yeah. But I, I guess half glass half full. No one was hurt. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. but, but damn, that's your babies too. You know, those are your your music's your baby. That's our baby, dude. Music's yeah. and those records, those are they don't come around. They used to, man. No, but let's see what happens, man. I'm sorry to hear about that. We'll bounce back though. We will somehow, right? Always do. I think we all we yeah. we always have always to. Always do, yeah. We always have to. Yeah. But man, I do want to thank you for coming on though, cousin. Well, I appreciate you having me, DJ Party Boy. Man, it's an honor having you. You're going to set off. I think I'm going to have a couple more DJs coming here, but I really wanted to get you in first because I know we wanted to talk about... I want to talk about your DJ history. We don't really talk about that a lot and just to learn so much. And I appreciate everything you do for me and the whole DJ community. I know we love you, bro, and I'm honored to have you on. Yep. Anytime you want to come back. Too. Love you, too. Anytime you want to come back, you're more than welcome. Yep, appreciate it. Appreciate it. This is my first podcast. I was I didn't want to. I, it's everybody's first podcast, right? <laughs> How did you like it? I did. It I was did, cool. I, I think um, that little glitch in the, in the middle kind of pissed me off. So, but whatever. We're gonna knock it out. It's gonna get delivered, and I think we had a great podcast, man. All right. Love you, cousin. Thank you. All right. Love you too. DJ Party Boy, Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. We out. <laughs>